Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Courts Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chauhan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. A very important update has come from the Supreme Court today in the matter concerning the Chandigarh mayor elections. As you know, Kuldeep Kumar has filed a petition challenging refusal of the Punjab and Haryana High Court to stay the Chandigarh mayor elections in which a BJP candidate was declared the winner after the votes of eight candidates of Congress, Aam Party Alliance were declared invalid. In a significant development today, the top court declared the Aam Aadmi Party councillor Kuldeep Kumar the mayor of the Chandigarh Municipal Corporation. The court said that the results declared by the presiding officer Anil Masi on 30th January, whereby the BJP candidate Manoj Kumar Sonkar was declared as the winner, were illegal and to be set aside. The court found that the presiding officer had deliberately defaced eight ballots which were cast in favour of Kuldeep Kumar so as to make them invalid. The court physically examined the ballot papers and found that they are not defaced. Adding these eight votes to the results, the court declared Kuldeep Kumar as the winner. The bench comprising CJI Chandrachur, Justice J.B. Pardewala and Justice Manoj Mishra also initiated criminal proceedings under Section 340 of the CRPC against Anil Masi for making false statements before the court. The next update is concerning the ongoing farmers' protests. As you are aware, the farmers are protesting in demand of a law guaranteeing MSP, among other things. Today, a division bench of Acting Chief Justice G.S. Sandhavalia and Justice Lapita Banerjee of the Punjab and Haryana High Court heard the plea challenging the alleged obstructive actions of the government and another plea seeking immediate action against the protest. The bench orally asked the Punjab government to ensure that protesters are not gathered in large numbers. It said that farmers have the right to protest, but it is subject to reasonable restrictions. During the hearing, Justice Sandhavalia raised concerns about farmers using tractors and trolleys for protests. He mentioned that according to the Motor Vehicles Act, tractors and trolleys are not allowed on highways. He emphasized the importance of understanding both rights and constitutional duties. The governments of Punjab and Haryana filed their affidavit today. Status report was also filed by the union in pursuance of court's previous directions. However, the court directed the centre to file the status report with latest development and what transpired in the meetings with farmers by the next date of hearing. A division bench of Calcutta High Court today continued hearing the Sandesh Khali violence matter. Chief Justice T.S. Sivangnanam and Justice Hiranamai Bhattacharya heard the plea filed by the state against orders of High Court coordinate benches which had set aside the imposition of Section 144 CRPC orders in the area and permitted Leader of Opposition Suvendu Adhikari along with another opposition MLA to visit the area and interact with the aggrieved people. The issues in Sandesh Khali began when a team of ED officials investigating the multi-crore Russian scam were attacked when they were en route to conduct a raid on the residence of Shah Jahan Sheikh, the Pradhan of Zilla Parishad. During the hearing today, the bench also pointed to a Suomoto motion that had been taken up by a single bench regarding the events unfolding in the area. 
the court took exception to the involvement of Shah Jahan Sheikh in the violence that has ensued in Sandesh Khali as well as to the inability of the state police to apprehend him for more than 19 days. The bench said that Shah Jahan was a representative of the public. He was bound to do good for the public, but there is prima facie material to show that he has done damage to the public. While refusing to interfere with the orders of the coordinate benches of the High Court, the court admitted the appeals and directed Adhikari and the MLA to visit the area in adherence to the High Court's orders and without any of their supporters. The Supreme Court has observed that to prosecute the accused under Section 3.1 of UP Gangsters Act, the prosecution is required to prove that the accused being a member of the gang should be found indulging in anti-social activities which would be covered under the predicate offences punishable under the Indian Penal Code. The appellant accused of being in a gang led by Pushkal Parag Dubey in this case faced an FIR under various provisions of IPC. The FIR aimed to curb the gang's activities approved by the district magistrate under the Gangsters Act. The appellant sought FIR quashing, but the High Court dismissed the plea. So he appealed to the Supreme Court against this dismissal. The Supreme Court set aside the High Court's order and also quashed the pending criminal proceedings against the accused. The court, while doing so, observed that when the appellant or the accused already stands exonerated for the offences under IPC, then the very foundation for continuing the prosecution of the appellants under the provisions of the Gangsters Act would serve no purpose and would be abuse of process of court. An MPMLA court in Uttar Pradesh's Sultanpur district today granted bail to Congress leader Rahul Gandhi in connection with the defamation case lodged against him for allegedly making a defamatory statement against present Home Minister Amit Shah in 2018. The defamation case filed by BJP leader Vijay Mishra in 2018 accuses Gandhi of making objectionable comments against Union Home Minister Amit Shah at a press conference in Bengaluru. He had allegedly called Shah, the then BJP president, a murder accused. Rahul Gandhi has now secured bail on a surety of 25,000 and a personal bond of the same amount. During the court proceedings, Gandhi maintained his innocence, denying any wrongdoing in his remarks. In another update, the Supreme Court has expressed dissatisfaction with the state of Madhya Pradesh for not filing the Forensic Science Laboratory, that is FSL, along with Chalan in an NDPS case. To tell you briefly about the facts, a case was registered against the accused in this matter under several sections of Narcotic Drugs and Psychotropic Substances Act and the accused was taken into custody. Consequently, Chalan was filed and charges were framed. Having the bail denied by the High Court, the petitioner approached the Apex Court. The specific stand taken by the petitioner before both courts was that the FSL report was not filed along with the charge sheet. On being questioned, the state acceded to the fact that the report had not been filed. In view of this, the court granted an interim bail. Also, Justices J.K. Maheshwari and Sanjay Karol directed the additional Director General of Police, Narcotics Wing, to file an affidavit outlining in how many matters the FSL report was not filed along with the Chalan in the state of Madhya Pradesh. Further, the court also said that the affidavit should explain why the required steps were not taken to obtain the report as soon as possible. The deadline given for filing the affidavit is one month.
And now let me tell you, the bench comprising Justices Hima Kohli and Asanuddin Amanullah has awarded 10 lakhs as compensation to a patient who developed hoarseness in his voice due to medical negligence committed by doctors while administering anesthesia. In the present case, the patient who is now no more claimed compensation of 18 lakhs against the faulty operation done by the Manipal Hospital which resulted in developed hoarseness in his voice. The district consumer ordered a compensation of 5 lakhs without furnishing any reasons for arriving at the said figure. It was later affirmed by the National Consumer District Redressal Commission. The Supreme Court, after finding that the district forum had failed to take all the aspects into consideration for arriving at a rightful compensation payable to the patient, directed the hospital to pay compensation to the tune of 10 lakhs with interest. The Supreme Court has obliterated an observation made by the Odisha State Consumer Commission that Apple India has the duty to trace a stolen iPhone with the help of a unique identity number provided by it. The bench comprising Justices Vikram Nath and Satish Chandra Sharma was hearing an appeal filed by Apple India against the Consumer Commission's order which was passed in a complaint filed over a stolen iPhone. The respondent complainant in this case had purchased the Apple iPhone with an insurance cover which includes coverage for theft. He lodged an FIR after his iPhone was stolen and also intimidated Apple India about the theft. However, when no action was taken by Apple, he filed a consumer complaint. While Apple India agreed to compensate the complainant as directed by the Consumer Commission, it took objection to the observation made regarding its duty to trace stolen iPhones. It was submitted by Apple India that if such observations continue to remain, the company would become a law enforcing agency of recovering lost products. The Supreme Court stated that the said observation made was unwarranted. It further noted that the complainant was duly compensated by Apple for the loss caused to him due to the theft of the iPhone. Therefore, it directed that the impugned observation shall stand obliterated. In a case where a woman nursing officer was terminated from the military nursing service on the grounds of marriage, the Supreme Court firmly termed the same to be a coarse case of gender discrimination and inequality. The division bench of Justices Sanjeev Khanna and Dipankar Datta also reiterated that rules on the basis of which such women officers were terminated because of their marriage are unconstitutional. The petitioner in this case joined the military nursing services and became a lieutenant. She married an army officer and was later discharged from the army without being given a chance to defend herself. Besides this, the order also showed that she was released on the grounds of marriage. Let me tell you, the MNS branch was governed by Army Instruction No. 6 of 1977. As per this, termination of appointment may be done on the opinion of the medical board to be unfit for service or getting married or for misconduct. At the outset, the top court noted that these rules were only applicable to women and held such to be manifestly arbitrary. The court directed the union to pay the petitioner compensation of 60 lakhs. While directing this, the court also clarified that this shall be in full and final settlement of all the claims. 
Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.